Tell me about the Beatles, Pierce. Tell me about Woodstock and Sputnik, Pierce. Oh! Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community, Season 1, Episode 7, Introduction to Statistics. What is the sexiest subject? The sexiest subject. Yes. Okay. So I will just go on the record that uh, when I was in college, I did take a history of sex and sexuality in the united states course that seems pretty sexy decidedly unsexy real fascinating very unsexy because it was all about sort of the norms and politics about sex in america yeah that you know when you added politics there it doesn't seem very sexy at um all. so it was surprisingly unsexy as noted last episode i did take a life drawing class so i did get to draw naked people for college uh-huh. credit. And that must have been kind of sexy. Uh, surprisingly not sexy. Okay, because, again, a surprise. Because it- you're drawing a naked lady, right? And sure. you're like... Boom, right there, right You're like, okay, well, I, I, I have to draw the boobs. And I have to draw the crotch area. Sure. And she knows I'm drawing mm-hmm. all of these parts. And also, I'm in a room full of other people also drawing the, the sure. these parts. It is decidedly not sexy. Now, also, she was a our female model was a friend of mine, uh, which made things a little bit weird. Sure. Now, question though: What if the person that is being drawn is enjoying it? Is does that make it sexy or less sexy? In a college class, it is decidedly not sexy. In a college class, agree, but like, draw me like your French girls. Oh yeah, sexy. no. Now we're talking. Like, that's not a subject, though. That's that's a, not a school that's subject. That's an event outside of school. Because uh-huh. I don't think there was many many tutors on the uh, on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. A reference that I now get. I'm gonna say that the sexiest okay subject of all time is. Oh, I'm so excited. You're teasing us, Ben. Uh, I'm just, I'm so ready. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I my my college experience was decidedly unsexy. <laughs> Even high school was unsexy. There was no sexy. Uh... Oh, high school is the opposite of sexy, my dude. Like hormones ablazing. Like I'm sure that high school Ben thought a lot of high school was pretty sexy. Sure. And now in hindsight, I'm like, man, like you would have jerked off to rocks that looked enough like boobs. Like, come on. I was not expecting that (laughs) sentence to be said. I look forward to figuring out what, how much of this actually makes in the episode. Now I think about it. Um, Um, I think physics is very sexy. Okay. Physics. Physics can be sexy. It's a lot of movement. There's uh-huh. there's no air resistance. I mean, there is air resistance. You, I, in a lot of the, the you you're told to say air resistance is negligible in in all the 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 math because then it just makes the math weird and not sexy. 
So you're into sexy physics, not weird physics. I mean, I never got to weird physics. Oh, okay. I wasn't um, a physics major. I I'm like, what, what was my I took geology <clears throat> as my science. Well, you were just talking about rocks that are shaped like boobs. Yeah, so maybe I've just got a thing. Who knows? <laughs> just look at those. Just look at those mountains, man. I mean, I took a. Well, I I'm took. I'm still a, disappointing. It's not life drawing because there's literal naked people there. No, it is. It is. And you draw a dong very big. I did draw a dong very big. And there's nothing <laughs> sexy about that because <laughs> your really old professor is going to grade you on your dong drawing abilities. There is nothing sexy about that. The amount of quotes that are going to come out of this first part are just going to be wild. And none of this has anything to do with the podcast, the episode of the television show at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the class I saw the second most amount of boobs in was my film class. So That's fair. Editor note, Ben later realized his art history class had more boobs in it. You know, yeah, that's a good sexy class because you're you're watching movies. You're watching movies, you know, like things. Not ha- a lot of sexy people are in movies. Yeah, um, that's why we go to see movies for sexy people and sexy things. Yeah, so and you also know. robots, right? Um, sexy robots. Sometimes. I mean, have you ever seen the Austin Powers? I have robots. seen the Austin Powers. Not in my film class. We did not discuss. <laughs> We did not discuss the finer points of Austin Powers. Uh, now, when, in... now, now, let me just stop it here. Now, when he says, do I make you Randy, baby? <laughs> how how do you think the filmmaker is intending you to anticipate Let's that? Let's talk about the framing on this shot of this moment when he is just continuously peeing. Let's let's let's, wa- let's look at how this this is framed and the the use of sound in this space. Yep. Let's watch this tracking shot as he's completely naked and covering his junk with with a a, a bowl of fruit. Anyways, should we talk about the sexiest episode <laughs> of Community ever? It's certainly the sexiest episode thus far. It is true. I'm not going to go out of my way to say that it's the sexiest <laughs> one ever. Um. But uh, out of the seven episodes we have watched, this one is the sexiest. <laughs> it is, of course, introduction to statistics. I don't know why I've, I've poisoned the well <laughs> with so much sexy talk. <laughs> we start out in the very unsexy class of Spanish. Mostly it's unsexy in this case because it's taught by Senor Chang. <laughs> yes, fair. Um, who's... Uh, Ostuluego hand gestures are very unsexy. They're very unsexy, agreed. Um, but he's telling everyone that uh, Greendale gives extra credit to students who organize academically related events. No one has ever exercised this option until now. And Annie is uh, hosting a Dia de los Muertos party, a Day of the Dead party, in the, in the uh, study room. Uh, she says that it is, it is an event for Dia de los Muertos or Mexican Halloween. Which, first of all, is very wrong. It's very you wrong. You should not equate that uh-huh. because it is it is just not. And not for the same reason that Chang says it is. Uh-huh. Chang says it's actually very offensive to people who are familiar with the sexual act called the Mexican Halloween. Again, not the right thing to be offended by. Now, out of curiosity, I did go to Urban Dictionary and oh, I did look up Mexican no. Halloween. 
And I am here to tell you that the very first two uh, definitions for Mexican Halloween are basically like, it's a thing community made up to be weird. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Like... It's, it's probably like, oh, that sounds a little bit like a sex term. It is now. Right. I, I don't think it existed on Urban Dictionary before 2009, because then this episode aired and people were like, going to define it. As community did it. Mm-hmm. I actually have a, an outstanding beef with uh, UrbanDictionary.com. Well, because I why have, talk about community I, when we can talk about beefs? I have submitted multiple words to urbandictionary.com and i always try to describe them in the most academic clinical terminology as i can oh that is not what they select for they do not i want you to you know be able to look up like the most offensive weird sex thing you can think of and then for it to be described like a textbook Urban that Dictionary. That is very funny if you if it right. That that's world. my yeah. style that's of a humor. Good, very good right? humor thing. Yeah. Right. UrbanDictionary.com really goes more toward the like. It's when your boy calls you up and he wants that booty, yo. Like I'm like this is this is not. It's when she looks at you and says yada yada yada. It that's a Seinfelding. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly how it goes. Anyways. My standing beef with Urban Dictionary aside. What about um, your sitting beef? Uh, I don't have any. Okay. Standing beef? Uh, yes. It's all very active beef. Active beef. So. I think that's just called the cow. Moving on. So. Moving on? <laughs> Damn it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm getting some breaking news. We have just been canceled. I do like how when Chang says it's really offensive to people who who know the sexual term sure. uh, Mexican Halloween, um, Abed kind of looks back at Troy and Jeff and Tro- Troy especially just kind of like nods like he he's acting like he knows what's up. I'm gonna bet he does not know what's up. I here's my my bet. Okay. He knows it from the internet but doesn't know it in person. Okay. Um, but remember, he is a cool uh, quarterback man. It's true. Keg flips and what have you. Okay. I take it back. Maybe he does know a thing or two. I mean, I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary, but this guy's just like, oh, yeah, no. I did that twice this morning. Like That seems like a lot of times this morning or not a lot of times this morning. I don't know. I don't know what it... No, Urban Dictionary won't tell me. I'm not cool enough to know. It's true. You there you you open up Urban Dictionary, it's like, how cool are you? No, seriously, how cool are you? And it's like, I'm not cool. And it's like, well, you can't have the you can't have the coolest definitions uh-huh. and you gotta go to Oxford. You click the button that says, Yes, I'm cool, and it's like you gotta really look inside yourself and you gotta be honest. Uh-huh. It does a captcha and it's like Are you cool? <laughs> select all the boxes that that's cool and it's you, and then you're like <laughs> And you try to click click all the boxes, and it's like, nope, try again. It's like, well, that's rude. I got owned by CAPTCHA. Okay, so (laughs) Annie says that she's still waiting on a couple of people. They have been elusive to the evites. Oh, man. Um, Uh, It is important to notice uh, if a student shows up, they do get extra credit, even though Chang isn't getting paid. 
Shirley's really excited because this is her first college party. She's taken off her wedding ring and everything. She is ready for some action. She is. Uh, her husband's been gone for six months, so she just decided it was time to, for it to come off. Uh, Jeff won't be coming. Yeah, he's got other plans that involve not going to this party. Uh, also, in this uh, situation, Pierce just can't understand the voice commands. He's on his still phone. having problems with his voice command. Um, he does end up calling his mom, though. And that goes about as well as you'd imagine. She does go on something about, like, uh, uh, you know, is Jeff being nice to you or, like, something like that. Um, I don't remember exactly what was said, but it's clear that Pierce talks to his mother about Jeff Winger. I think Pierce talks to anyone who will listen about Jeff Winger. I think Pierce talks to anyone who will listen about anything. But mostly Jeff Winger. Um, I will say that Jeff uh, is asks Britta if she sees anything ever happening between them. And when she says no, he says that, oh, one of my teachers is really hot, so I'm going to go after her. Then we get the credits, which, by the way, 27 seconds long. So if you need a hand, if you need a song to wash your hands to in these times, just sing the community theme song. Later on in Jeff's statistics class, my note says Jeff has a hot teacher. So check it and see. She has a fever of 103 and should be go tested for coronavirus. Yes, exactly. That's too, that's too high. Too, uh-huh. Too it's real, too. Too real, too high. <laughs> too real, too high. After class, Jeff goes up to talk to her, and they have some very quick, flirty dialogue. It's very quippy. Um, like almost all dialogue in community. I want to know if this is how real human beings flirt, because I, as it turns out, am bad at flirting. Sure. Like, really bad. So every time people in TV shows like this have that really quick back and forth, like, yeah, we're obviously, like, sexually into each other, and, like, we want to, like, you know, indicate that fact. We're, we're both going to be really witty at each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that can't be how real people do it. It can't I'm, be. I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. But I have been married for quite a while, so I don't know how it works anymore. And I'm just bad at flirting, so... Fair enough. Will you tweet at us, listener, and tell us <laughs> and tell us what life... <laughs> what, what, what life is like if you can flirt and what it's like? It must be wild. It must be... You must be so confused when somebody, when somebody doesn't flirt back. Oh, I bet that's the most confusing thing. No, I bet people who are good at flirting, like, they would talk to me. They'd be like, hey, that podcaster is so sexy. A thing everyone says all the time. First you found the money, now you find the sexiness. Uh Uh-huh. And so, I mean, that's why we all do podcasting, right? It just makes us so much sexier. So anyways, they're like, look at that sexy podcaster. And then they try to flirt with me. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And then they're like, all right, cool. Uh, not good at flirting. <laughs> Barely good at talking. <laughs> so, you know, they can just sort of gracefully back off before they, uh, before they make it awkward. And then I'm just like, <laughs> he's forgotten. He's forgotten words. Um, anyways, they flirt. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the, 
the uh, the wonderful wonderful creation that you've given of us of the idea that podcasters are sexier when they're <laughs> podcasting than when they're not. Uh huh. We can edit ourselves in podcasts. <laughs> they have this little quick back and forth, and at one point Jeff is like, "Are you being sarcastic, or am I nailing it?" You were nailing it until you had to ask. So he lost his chance. Yep. And plus, she doesn't date students. Yeah, that's kind of the big one. Yeah, that's the big one here. So, yeah, she she has a blanket rule. She just does not date any students at all, ever. I think that's probably a good idea. Also... It is definitely a good idea. <laughs> it's a fair point. It's, I mean, at a community college where you could have, like, older students, I can, you know... But at the same time, it seems like a bad idea. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, even if I were good at flirting... And even if I were sexy when I'm not podcasting, and if I were teaching at a community college, even if there was a an attractive lady my age who was like, sup, sexy professor, and I wasn't like bleep blorp blorp, I would still be like, sorry, not going to date a student because that's weird. You've constructed quite, quite a scenario. It's a very different like, life for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to figure, like put the P, I started turning into one of the people doing math in my head, mm-hmm. trying to put this all together in a, in a, in an image. And I, I think I did. Okay. You get kicked into an alternate dimension where you have to teach at a community college. What are you teaching? Go. Oh, computer science. Okay. Excellent. Very good. I, I have a degree and I've done doing it for 10 years. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be more comedy. No, in that. The, no, it's <laughs> like if I'm, if I'm doing something that I have to do and I'm scared about it, I'm going to fall back to what I'm good at. You get kicked into a universe where you're a community and college no teacher computers and ever. computers don't exist. What do you do? What do you teach? Football. Excellent. Okay. More comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you run over there and block that guy. You run over there and catch the ball. You throw the thing. I would teach flirting 101 because I'm so clearly oh, good I at see. it. I see so, where you're going with the comedy angle on this comedy <laughs> podcast. Shirley gets really upset that Jeff is flirting with somebody who's not Britta. And Britta's like, I don't care. Yeah, Britta does not care at all. Like, he can go do whatever he wants, because, like, I don't care. I'm Britta. It doesn't matter. I'm a water filter. It just rolls off of me. (laughs) Like cleaner than it was before. (laughs) Like water through a Britta filter. Uh, Slater, they, they, Jeff and Slater continue to... Go back the to hot, the hot teacher yes, is sorry. Professor Slater. I don't think we get that until later in yeah, the episode. Yeah, I'm just going to start calling her Slater, though. Yes, that's, that's appropriate. Thank, thank you for, for backing me up and saying. Uh, so they kind of quit back and forth for a while, as the community does, and Slater walks away. And then Annie comes up and tries to get Jeff to come to the Dia de los Muertos party. He is not interested. He continues to not be interested because he has a blanket rule on showing up to parties he doesn't want to be at. Uh, she she's putting her foot down and she's being assertive and she just wants the cool guy to show up to the party because otherwise she'll be unpopular and people will leave for the news. Yeah. And she, not Huey Lewis, the the evening news. I mean, if someone was like, sorry, Ben, I'm leaving your party. Uh, I've got tickets to a Huey Lewis and the news concert. I'd be like, first of all, how did I get into the 80s? But second of all, <laughs> I bet they still tour. You, you do you. First off. Why'd you come here in the first place? You've got tickets. Go get right, there. Right. Get, leave. Get to the get to the mega arena where they're playing, clearly. 
Who doesn't want to see Huey Lewis in the news? So, anyways. I um, want a new drug. It's the power of love. That's another one. It's the only one I know. So The the only reason I, I know I want a new drug is because Weird Al parodied it as I want a new duck, which makes no sense and I love it. That really does not make any sense. It's very good. So It's a deep cut. Annie cries and shouts and cries and cries some more. Uh, it's a whole scene. Jeff says he's become he's starting to build an immunity because last time she did this, he has a vial of her tears. Uh, he's not immune to this at all. Yeah, he gives in and she's like, great, I'll put you down to bring a couple of bags of ice and a thing of uh, paper cups. And she just pieces out. Pierce is sitting outside with Troy and he's trying to covertly take some pills out of one of those day planner pill packs. Uh, Abed notices. And he starts talking about, oh, yeah, you know, my grandfather, he, he got old and he started having to take a lot of pills and he took that one for a while. It helped um, with his gr- going problem. And, you know, the, you, you want to make sure you're taking this other one because, like, when he didn't take it, you know, he was walking around without any pants. And they really frown on that in the Gaza Strip. So uh-huh. uh, Pierce uh, reacts negatively to that because he doesn't he doesn't want to feel like he's old. None of us want to feel like we're old. I think I'll finally accept it someday. Okay. I feel like I'm getting close, but I'm also not old yet. <laughs> I refuse. Oh, a bad boy. I, I see. refuse to ever be old. O- okay. Which is a thing that uh, I learned the hard way the other weekend when we assembled an IKEA bed frame. And <laughs> you've already gotten laughs from Sarah. I was sore for like two, two, three days. And I'm like, oh, man, in my 20s, like, I would have been over this already. Sure. I refuse. I feel better, body. You, you're you're only as old as you feel. So stop feeling so damn old. How did that work? It did not. So later in the study room, they're at the Dia de los Muertos party. Uh, Everyone is in costume. Yes. Because this is. The Halloween episode. Yes, this was aired probably somewhere around Halloween. Because I don't think NBC screwed with it like they did for... Fox did for Futurama. No, and I think, especially with stuff like this, like you really got to air it at the right time. Because otherwise it's like, happy Thanksgiving, everyone's in costume. That's true. So, uh, everyone is dressed up. Annie is a sexy skeleton. Britta is dressed up as a squirrel and is annoyed at Halloween being exclu- an excuse for women to dress like sluts. And this is when Annie reveals that she's wearing the skin-tight co- skeleton costume. I called it a costume that launched a thousand ships. Like Helen of Troy. Interesting. Like Helen of Troy, the face. No, I, I get that. I didn't think a skin-tight skeleton costume would be the one to finally launch all those ships. I'm just saying, Alison Brie in a skin-tight a, a, a suit of a skeleton skin skin tight <laughs> suit of a skeleton okay i'm not good at words especially <laughs> when i'm thinking about that costume i'm this is how bad i am at flirting i'm now envisioning that like she met a business skeleton and then stole his business suit 
like a whole three-piece suit, you know. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of Grim Fandango. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just stole that suit. Can we just back up for a moment and talk about how awesome Grim Fandango was? I've never actually played it. It's been oh. on my list for a while because a lot of people really talk I, it up. I got to the end and then it glitched up. And I'm very sad that I never actually finished it, but I couldn't get past the one screen. It literally would not let me pass it. And I was very sad because I was very invested. That sucks. But it's remastered now, and I've considered buying it. But yeah, so imagine her stealing a skeleton's business suit. Okay. That's what I just envisioned when you said that phrase. And honestly, I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, you, you have to know that she stole it from a skeleton because it otherwise is just a normal suit. It just looks suit. like a suit, yeah. Possibly very tight, but it, it but, is Alison Brie. But she she goes around and she's like, oh, this suit? Stole it from a skeleton. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. I didn't know that was my thing, but now, like, I'm into it. Forget those rocks that look like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Britta is the squirrel, and Chang is there dressed up as a matador. Abed is there dressed as Batman, and he's doing the gravelly Batman voice. You gotta do the Batman voice. I, I, I like to annoy my wife by doing Batman <laughs> voice. It's very good. Because I'll, I'll just, I'll be in the car with her, and I'll be like, I'm Batman. And she's like, don't. <laughs> and then I do it for a little bit. And then she slaps me in the shoulder and I'm like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, next time you should be like, stole the suit from a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt. I did though. It's like, I've, I saw you buy those. Yes. Shirley is there also as Harry Potter, but everyone keeps calling her Urkel. It, it's a running gag it is and it's not a particularly great one but it's also not a particularly great harry potter costume i mean i feel like that is always kind of my anxiety around halloween costumes because i always i always tend to go a little bit weird with sure. how i mean i haven't actually dressed up in many years at this point mm. but when i did i always would go a little bit weird and so there's always that moment where you walk into a party and every you see everyone kind of look at you and you see all those gears and that like ro- they're rolling through that Rolodex of cultural references sure. and being like, do I know this one? Do I know? Do, do I ask him what he is? Is that rude? Do I assume what he is? Is that rude? Do I just I call know. him Urkel? Do I just call him Urkel? So, you know, honestly, I personally feel like that is a very relatable joke because... As someone who never really had a lot of money for Halloween costumes, sometimes you just go with what you got sure. or what you can get. You know, you got a, a, a sweater and a tie that doesn't match any of the Hogwarts houses. Yeah, it does not match any of the alone Hogwarts. Let alone Gryffindor specifically. Right. You know, you got a, a dollar store pair of uh, fake glasses. You don't even have the time to put a little uh, lightning scar on your yep. forehead. And you know what? You show up and you're like, I'm Harry Potter, mother. I mean, you know, she she didn't say that. (laughs) I'll say that. She did say, here are your drinks, mate. I think I did an Australian (laughs) Australian accent. accent, That's fine. I'm going to I want you to keep that in. Yeah. But yeah, she she, fair. But I also think that there is a racial component to everybody calling her Urkel. Well, yes, that is also true. Which Um, is less than ideal. But I do feel her pain. Sure. I, I, I feel the the cultural reference pain, right. not the racism pain. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. 
<laughs> as a white man. I wasn't ready for that sentence, but w- here we are. Troy is Eddie Murphy. Yes. Pierce is the Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. No one recognizes him, including me. I was about to ask, have you ever seen the Beastmaster? No. Okay. The only, refer- the only cultural touch point to the Beastmaster I have is this episode of Community. Because I also have not seen the Beastmaster, so I, of course, looked it up on Wikipedia. Wikipedia says the Beastmaster is a 1982 sword and sorcery film directed by Don Coscarelli okay. and starring Mark Singer, Tanya Roberts, John Amos, and Rip Torn. Ooh, I know that one. Loosely based on the novel The Beastmaster by Andre Norton. The film is about a child who is stolen from his mother's womb by a witch. The child grows into Dar, who has the ability to communicate telepathically with animals. Dar grows up in a village where he learns to do battle, but the village is destroyed by a race of beast-like warriors under the control of the sorcerer Max. I don't know if that's how you actually say it. It's spelled <laughs> M-A-A-X, so I'm assuming okay, the sorcerer's name the is long, Max. The long one, yeah. Because that was, that was out of left field for me, and uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. Dar vows revenge and travels with new friends to stop Max from causing any more problems. That sounds like a film... I would hate watch probably. Yeah, it feels like it honestly it feels like the movie we are putting on our Patreon. Uh Would you want us to watch Beastmaster? <laughs> oh good. For um, $70 a month. <laughs> Anyways, so there we get all the sort of character uh introductions and costumes and all of that. Sure. Pierce hey, Jeff is not in costume. Did we mention that? Correct. Jeff is not in costume because he is not a child. You could just have fun, Jeff. You could have fun. Do you know what fun is, Jeff? I think that he knows exactly what fun is, but his definition of fun is having sex with his hot statistics teacher. You know what? Fair point. That does sound pretty fun. Jeff's here because Slater blew him off because she's quote unquote grading papers. Chang points out she's actually at the faculty party in the cafeteria. I knew when I asked that girl out and she said she was grading papers, she wasn't grading papers. You, 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 Ben, did? Who told you they were grading papers? My hot statistics teacher. Not at the moment. It's 6.46 p.m. This is when we're doing homework. This is homework time. Also, I like the fact that you gave the exact time so that people can look at it. It's like. Oh, this is about when it was right now in the in the past, I guess. We will always this will be a, an anniversary day for fans of Good Morning Greendale. Excellent. March, March, March 10th, 10th at, at 646 p.m. Pacific, Pacific Daylight Time. This is when everybody's going to have their like like uh, 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 whatever you do on a specific time. Like you go to some kind of you go to Colorado and hmm. you go to a community college and. Uh-huh. And you just say weird stuff at it until the minute ends, and then you, you go. You say home. weird stuff at the community college. Yes. Okay. I guess because it's mountain time, it'll be seven forty-six over there. Correct. Um, so enjoy that, everyone, and enjoy. I look forward to next year's time where the I will be the featured guest. I look forward to seeing how much of that stays in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce is in the men's room and he is trying to take some pills and uh, Starburns comes out of the stall and he's like, hey, man, what you got there? And basically they trade pills 
which is a good choice, I think. It's probably not a great choice for anybody. Well, we will find out. Because, who? you know what? When I think about pills, I think, why not share with your friends? Why not share with the guy in the bathroom who's got uh, sideburns in the shape of stars? You know, he's a, he's there. Mm-hmm. And you can only really trade and share with the people Is around this you. What the kids say when they say YOLO. I think if a so, man actually, offers yes. to trade you drugs in the bathroom, you do it because you only live once. Mm-hmm. And that might be coming to an end soon. Uh-huh. Good morning, Greendale does not endorse trading drugs in bathrooms. Good 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 point. Good point. Um I do like how Starburns invokes the Beastmaster because Pierce doesn't want to uh, actually do this trade and then starburns is like come on man i thought you? i was dealing with the Beastmaster. master he's like oh no no you are yeah you're dealing with the Beastmaster. yeah yeah um and then uh they they do this drug trade which again probably ill-advised or what? maybe great we only Ta- time will tell if you're interested in trading drugs with a stranger in a bathroom please consult your medical professional and they will probably tell you what's wrong with you <laughs> Can you imagine calling up your doctor and being like, hey, this guy in the bathroom wants to trade me some of my drugs that you prescribed me for some of his drugs that I don't know what they are. Should I do that? <laughs> and then your doctor just hanging up because what do you even say to that? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just the, uh, like that. That's uh-huh. the noise I imagine. Or just shouting, no, don't do it. <laughs> you dummy, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Where are you at? I will come pick you up myself. Probably shouldn't trade drugs in bathrooms with Probably shouldn't. with stars in their heads. Certainly not mm-hmm. with those. Um, Probably just a good idea to not hang out with Starburns in general, seems, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. He does seem a little... Uh, it's a choice. So, yeah. Anyways, Pierce takes these weird drugs that he gets mm-hmm. from Starburns. Uh, Chang leaves for the faculty party, leaving the attendance sheet with Jeff. Uh, Jeff's like, please, please let me be your plus one. He's like, no, man. Like, I'll give you 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Yeah. Chang very specifically is like, forget it, man. Slater doesn't date students or married Asians who drive mopeds. And so, you know, Chang is just like, man, just don't even waste your time. Right. This is a fruitless endeavor. At least here, you know, you might be able to have a cookie and watch annie dance awkwardly um which mm. raises some questions considering the age difference but you know well we've talked about the power dynamic in this one. we have absolutely and she is 18 canonically so, canonically so however it's still maybe a little bit creepy yes so yes britta watches jeff leave with chang um and this is when pierce starts like grinding his teeth and it's like starburns what did you slip me yeah, man. What'd you slip me? I keep grinding my teeth and I want to kiss everybody. What did you slip me, man? My heart stopped racing and I can't pee. <laughs> it's such a good line. It's, I, it's so funny. Just astounded that Starburns is worried that his heart is no longer racing. <laughs> the normal things we think about on a day-to-day basis. Annie prepares to do the Dance of the Dead. Um, and invites special guest Jeff Winger 
up to the dance floor. And lo and behold, he's not there because he just left with Chang. And immediately Starburns is like, oh, uh, is Jeff gone? You know, I should probably get headed out. I don't want to miss the news. The one thing I've never noticed about him doing this is wrapping his arms around the women in front of him. I mean... And then it it dawned on me what uh, catching the news actually is. Syphilis. Yes. And and I realized that I, I recognize I said I was Dean in Troy. There's a little bit of Annie in me because I did not realize that that was a sexual thing. I thought it was... They were they were so bored they wanted to go watch the news. And I'm wrong. I mean And I'm very innocent in this specific way. There was an actual time when I was like, Netflix and chill, that sounds like a great date. You know, just sit on a couch and watch some Netflix and cuddle and like that's a pretty dope date, man. Like What just- was that like five minutes ago? Like, of course. Netflix and chill rules. <laughs> Are you not familiar with what Netflix and chill is? Oh, right. Yes. The, the, see, no, yes. I got, I got, I got, I, I got sucked into your, your world building of, of watching Netflix. Cause that's what I did uh, like this weekend. I watched mm-hmm. the good place with my wife and it was a good time. And then right? we went to bed right? and, and slept because we're both very tired adults. Right. That's a dope date. Yeah. Right. And, and I, so- forgot, I also forgot in the moment about the sex part. You know, so there was a, a, a legitimate time where I was like, oh, yeah, man, Netflix and chill. That sounds really great. So, I mean, you it know, still does, even though it's it's a colloquial colloquialism for sex. Mm hmm. But but the actual the actual the literal the literal translation sounds is great. Wonderful. It's great. That's my kind of date. Maybe a couple glasses of wine, some popcorn, maybe. Mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what do you eat? Soup? <laughs> Netflix and soup. <laughs> hey, baby, well, you want to come back to my place for a little Netflix and soup? It's going to be a chili soup, so why don't it be Netflix and gazpacho? Okay. <laughs> that I feel like we've, ne- we've Netflix and it? chill is nice because, like, that's sort of a general sort of like you know we can watch whatever. You're not you're not saying we're devoting ourselves to any specific genre uh-huh. um, or anything. Um, I feel like Netflix and gazpacho is strangely too specific. <laughs> but it doesn't indicate what we're watching. It does not, but it's chill is also sort of a, a general sort but, of idea, but right? But gazpacho is a chilly soup. No, I so get it that. Them I, in get there. Where you're, I get where you're coming from on this, my dude. But chill <laughs> is, is a very generic nebulous idea sure. right yeah, yeah you can chill on the couch you can chill on on a bed a lot of people you know just don't they don't even have a couch anymore they just have a laptop mm. and a bed right um in this economy you know maybe if you've got like a nice big projector screen you know that 60 inch like oh you man know, beautiful like you know there's a lot of different ways you can you can do this yeah gazpacho gazpacho <laughs> exactly i love it it's such a great idea <laughs> Okay, we have to we have to move on. <laughs> I was all in on Netflix and chill, and then um, I ruined it. And now I'm I, now I don't know where to go with this gazpacho thing. I really, I mean, the gazpacho goes on the spoon, and you, you you spoon it in there, and you enjoy it, and it's tasty. Shall we continue the podcast? <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> 
Shirley and Britt are both mad at Jeff, although Shirley uh, wants to sl- snap Slater's car antenna off. Yeah, again, we're back to Shirley and her very, very specific sort of uh, violent intense. Yeah, it's wild. Which this one does not involve a face in a jukebox. But it's, uh, it's only specific, inanimate objects. Yeah. But again, she's very specific. And like why the car antenna mm-hmm. so much? She is not the type to Netflix and chill. She is the type to uh, crime drama and gazpacho because she's very specific in all of her in all of her intents. You've turned gazpacho against me. That's, that's the prophecy foretold. <laughs> <clears throat> it's very good. So yeah, everybody's kind of leaving now, um, except for Pierce, who is just really creepy. He is giving Annie a shoulder rub because, I mean, Annie's freaking out because her party's falling apart. Everyone wants to go watch the news, either literal or figurative. Um, maybe Huey Lewis is in town. Who knows? Maybe. And Pierce is giving her this shoulder rub and he's like, I could do this all night. And she gets a very worried look on her face. It is super awkward. But Especially because he does tell Sarburns early that he wants to kiss everyone. It's true. It's very gross and, and awful. Over at the faculty party, Jeff shows up in a cowboy hat and some spurs. Uh, Slater is Robin Hood, but a sexy Robin Hood, which is has thoughts and concerns. What is better, a sexy skeleton suit or a sexy Robin Hood? Skeleton suit. They do more of that really quippy flirting uh-huh. where um she's like oh hey cowboy hat i like it but also uh i lost my virginity to a uh like rodeo hand yeah it's it's there's just so much we can't really do we can't even go through it it's i mean i do want to i do want to bring up that because he's like you're reminding me of my first time too you lost your virginity to robin hood no with an attractive woman at a party we seem destined to repeat history. It, it's all very quippy. And then uh, Britta comes in admonishing him for not being at Annie's party. And then they quip a little bit because of, because of his tight pants. It's true. She does point out that no shops are open this time of night. He didn't have a costume at Annie's party. This means he just owns a cowboy outfit. And it's very tight. Um... And this is when Slater and Britta officially meet, and we finally get the name of the woman that Jeff has been hitting on the entire episode. No, uh, um, Chang says it a lot at the party. Oh, Chang does say it a lot. Um, yes. But yes, they... they we in- at least get the first name. They introduce... They, they just call her Slater the right. entire time. They introduce... Um, she says, Michelle Slater, PhD, and Britta says, Britta Perry, GED. I mean, when you have some... Uh, like I, that's why I always say, "Hey, I'm Mike BS," because I have a bachelor's of science, and I'm Ben, smiling politely. <laughs> you have some credentials. <laughs> well, so my my Twitter name no, used I, to be I Ben uh, Ben Mooney, smiling politely, but now it's Ben Mooney, vampire promoter. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's so spooky. <laughs> Perfect for this Halloween-themed episode. Oh, it is, actually. I'm the vampire. Slater does say that this is a very, very unbreakable rule because, you know, think about it. She dates him one time. He tells his friends. Words get out. The story gets out. Everyone 
knows. And Jeff is like, I'm going to stop you right there. What friends? I hate everyone here except for you. And this is when Britta, Abed, Troy comes in. All of them, basically, in quick succession, uh, saying that Abed needs to come to uh, Jeff to come back to the party because Annie is feeling unpopular. And Troy is like, Jeff, Pierce is tripping balls. Yeah. Um, And also Shirley is ripping the antenna off of Professor Slater's car. The Dean also references her as Urkel. Why is Urkel ripping the antenna off of Slater's Mm -hmm. car? The Dean also is wearing a very nice suit that he may or may not have stolen off a skeleton. Um, Head cannon accepted. (laughs) It would explain, I mean, it would explain why he's wearing it to a Halloween party. He does also have some sort of mask that... It was like moon mask or something? I... I didn't catch it. I couldn't place where it was from, and the Wikipedia article (laughs) did not indicate what his costume was. I'm going to just assume it's a generic mask and he stole the suit off of a skeleton. I think there's, that's, it's Occam's razor, right? The easiest, yeah, the exactly. easiest answer is the right one. Obviously, he stole that suit off of a skeleton. Clearly. <laughs> you know what they say about a skeleton. Oh man, we're making this joke again. Suit in the first act. You gotta steal it the in the third. Dean is gonna steal it and wear it to a party in the third. I bet there's a whole side adventure of him stealing a suit from a skeleton. And I want to see that. (laughs) You look very perplexed. I like, like, there has to be. Like, you're truthering now. Like, there, I know they have the hidden tapes. It's like, you came up with this headcanon about five minutes ago. I mean, prove me wrong. So, (laughs) you can't prove the absence. Uh, so yeah, Pierce has now made it over to the faculty party, uh, knocking over trays and basically just being really awkward and grinding on the women's de- studies department. Uh huh. Um, which is uh, rough. Jeff does also point out to Abed, he's like, "You're not Batman." It's a rude thing to say. It's a rude thing to say. And when they're all leaving, Abed's even like, "I know I'm not Batman. You could try not being a jerk." It's a fair point by Abed. Hmm. Also, he pe- tells Pierce he's too old to uh, to to go on a bad trip. I think that bad trips know no ages. Based on Pierce's reaction, I think that's true as well. As Britta leaves, she finds Shirley in Slater's office running a hose into her desk. Yeah, and Shirley confesses that maybe some of the stuff she was saying wasn't actually about Slater. It was about her and her ex uh, is about Shirley and her ex-husband. Yeah, she says something about a a long-necked uh weave uh woman barista or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um taking his man, her man. It's like that fe- seems very specific. Again, Shirley being very specific. It's what she does. Crime drama and gazpacho. <laughs> I mean, she knows what she likes. <laughs> um so yeah, her her ex-husband had asked for his ring back because it was his mother's and he wanted to give it to his new girlfriend. Um, so Shirley had been pretending that Britta was hurt instead of her, and she's, you know, feeling better now. So let's let's get back to the party and check on Annie. It is a nice little moment between Britta and Shirley. Um because like Shirley really tries to put on this like strong face and uh it's it's nice to get a little uh, little tenderness. Yeah, it's um, it's nice that she know. can let the mask down and kind of like be real. 
Um, and as they're leaving, uh, Britta does snap the head off of one of Slater's uh, various, various award trophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, calling her pretentious. Mm-hmm. What do you think that statue was made out of? Because she sort of just pops that sucker off. I when I think when I saw it, I thought this is a Christmas angel that's been painted gold. Yes, it's it looks a lot what it it looks a lot like that. Yes, so I imagine whatever a Christmas angel is made out of. Okay, but in universe, or is Britta just crazy strong? Oh, Britta is just jacked if she wanted to lift a car over her head and she'd throw be able it, to okay okay so we've got in this very amazing halloween episode headcanon that dean has stole stolen, a s- stolen a skeleton suit and britta is basically the, f- the hulk she can just lift cars <laughs> over her head and snap solid you, gold metal. You can't tell me the tapes don't exist. They do exist, and I want to see them. Perfect. I'm loving this new <laughs> canon we have all decided upon. We, um, we all we all have, as a collective group. Uh, Pierce has returned to the party, um, and he's just the trip keeps going uh, to the point where Troy's like, "Whoa, you gotta, you gotta calm down, man. You got a full on erection." Mm-hmm. They do that cinematic trick where they have a camera like mounted on something like right in front of him so like as he moves the camera moves it's very disorienting Um, i i i both love and i hate that effect because it's it is so disorienting but like it's very good to get you in the mindset of the character right but yeah the world is kind of crumbling down in this case i think it works really well um when I, I was doing my Breaking Bad rewatch, there's a scene where like he Jesse goes to dig something with a shovel and they put a camera on the end of the shovel and it's so disorienting. I'm like, why? There's no <laughs> there is no reason to do this for a shovel. Am I in the shovel's headspace right now? Yes. You, Am I experiencing the shovel's reaction? You have to have empathy for the shovel's feelings in this moment right now. Uh, or somebody was like, hey, this would be a funny shot, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. Um, that's how this podcast works but you know it works i had a lot of empathy for that shovel by the end of the scene See, yeah, you exactly. know i was you, like who is this shovel does it have a family yeah, yeah did it have hopes did it have dreams you you knew where that shovel had come from and where it wanted to go but in this case it works very well for this yeah. shot with pierce because he is having a very bad trip he's hallucinating floating skeletons he's hallucinating and Annie dancing very awkwardly and tell sexily. Me about, tell me about the Beatles, Pierce. <laughs> it's so good. It this it's this sequence is possibly the best sequence in this episode. I do like so I think I think this sequence is garbage, except <laughs> except the line. Tell me about the Beatles, Pierce. Suddenly snaps that back into amazing. Like, <laughs> if it wasn't for Allison Bree's performance here, it would be terrible. Right, because I'm just like, I mean, you know, fine. He's having a bad trip, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, but then that that you know, sexy. Like, tell me about the Beatles, Pierce. Tell me about Woodstock and Sputnik. Like, <laughs> is so amazing. That I think that like I'm I should recut this very uh, this trip, cut that out and be like, see, it's garbage without that. You need that in the scene. 
Look for our Twitters to see that. I'm not going to do that. I don't have that kind of time. I'm a vampire promoter, damn it. I've got to promote vampires. We kind of do a little uh, vignette at the faculty party uh, where Slater is drinking alone in the corner while Jeff kind of stares at her from the bar. So it's, they're very, they're very much not, she definitely does not want to interact with him. Right. And Chang is like, man, you struck out. And, uh, they have a whole interaction where Chang's like, man, if I had that body instead of the body of like a fifth grader, I'd be getting, uh, some action. She'd be giving me a Mexican Halloween right now. Again with that. Um, yeah, Jeff, Jeff indicates that um, none of my moves work. I'm this school feeds on coolness. And he's like, man, everything's a game to you. I've got a move you've never thought of. And so he walks over and he literally begs mm-hmm. he's like please pretty please i'm so lonely please sleep with me and she takes a beat and she's like okay stay three steps behind me and promise you won't tell anybody and it worked it and worked he, and as he leaves he gives a hat tip to chang he's gonna go watch the news if you know what i mean I I now do yes. He's gonna Netflix and chill. He's gonna Netflix and gazpacho. <laughs> uh, so as they are leaving, they're walking by the uh, library building, and um, they are all coming out to like try to get Jeff to help. Um, and Troy is even like Jeff, you're the only person who can help. And Jeff's like, no, why would you think that? And then Pierce shouts, is that Jeff? He's the only one who can help. <laughs> it's always great when, they, when they're just like, yep, told you. Uh, yeah, he's barricaded himself in the library. And then we kind of, uh, Jeff decides to go help him instead of going with Slater. And Slater's like, I guess this is a goodbye then. And Pierce has constructed a giant fort of desks and tables and chairs, which he says he's going to crush himself with. Mm-hmm. Now, I always love this shot, specifically because when I was in high school, I was in a video production class where we got to do morning announcements to the school twice a week. Uh, it was mostly an excuse to, uh, in between being like, yeah, the French club is having a, you know, whatever we do like funny, uh, little like two minute things. And, uh, there was one time where we did a video where the whole plot was that one guy in class who, who we always joked did everything was gone. And so we turned into these like wild beasts and somebody, I have no idea who, took all the, the desks in the room and made a giant chair fort just like this. And this was in 2003. Nice. So this was six years before Community did it. And so when I watched this episode, I was like, no way. Oh, my God. It's like that thing. Um, I will see if I can get a picture of that and I'll post it on the Twitter. Because it was it was wild um there's also a uh, part of that video because i have gone totally feral uh i pop out of that desk fort and attack a balloon because i think it's trying to kill me uh it's a whole thing it made more sense <laughs> it made more sense if you'd watch the whole thing um the whole two minute thing the whole thing and yes uh there was a a chair fort and it, it was badass so i like that community somehow accidentally paid homage to the 2003 class of my high school's video production class. Thank you, community. You've done it again. 
Congratulations, my friend. I know community gets meta sometimes, but this is a deep cut. <laughs> this one's specifically for Ben. Uh, anyways, yes. Pierce is in this this really cool fort. Yeah. Jeff goes in there to talk with him and talks him, uh, talks him down. Um, uh, there's a lot of discussion about Beastmaster and being old and stuff. Right. Because Pierce never actually saw the Beastmaster. He just wanted to be cool. Good choice. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, Jeff is like, gets him back in it and Pierce is like, yeah. And he punches up towards it. And this causes the entire fort to start falling apart. And this, and this, in their time of need is when Batman comes and saves them both from the fort's collapse. And uh, after Abed as Batman pulls them out, Jeff is even like, thank you, Batman. Like he's, he's willing to like buy into this now. Batman, will you stay for the party? No, I must be out there in the night. If I'm here, there can be no party. And then the entire, uh, it's a very good soliloquy. Um, And then the party is, is happening inside and the camera kind of pans to, uh, Abed standing on top of the entranceway uh, to the library <laughs> as Batman, and then he finishes soliloquy, and then he puts on chapstick. Mm-hmm. It's important to keep those those lips, you know, nice and and. I mean, uh, it, it's cold outside. Uh-huh. You got to keep them nice and and, nice and, and canonically, it's in Colorado, which is a very dry mm-hmm. environment. So mm-hmm. you know, it's important. Every time I go back to Colorado now, the first thing I do is I buy chapstick and I'm like slathering it on my face constantly mm-hmm. because apparently it's really dry there and I never realized that until <laughs> I moved away. So anyways, yes, Abed gives this whole uh, uh, soliloquy about I'm there. Wherever there are masks, wherever there's tomfoolery and joy, I'm there. But sometimes I'm not because I'm out in the night, staying vigilant, watching, lurking, running, jumping, hurtling, sleeping. No, I can't sleep. You sleep. I'm awake. And he says, I am Batman. Or am I? Yes, I am Batman. And then he does the chapstick thing. Mm. He says, happy Halloween. And then we get the tag on the end. It's basically um, just Abed and Troy doing Batman voices and t- making jokes about candy corn being candy traffic cones and Batman voices. Mm-hmm. It's all Batman voices. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I do. I can't believe we skipped over it. But one of my favorite lines in this is that when Abed is doing his Batman voice at the party, Troy's like, hey, hey. can I ask you something? I always want to ask the real Batman. Yeah. Am I good looking? You're a very attractive young man. I knew it. I can't believe we skipped right over that. I know we it's did. such a good line. It is a very good line, but if we just, I mean, if we spoke for an hour and a half, the real it's not tempta- anything. The real temptation with this podcast is that ninety-five percent of the lines are good lines. So if we went right. over every good line, would be like, "This is Ben and Mike reads the, yeah. the, the, the Ben and Mike table read yeah. community <laughs> ben and Mike season table one read. episode seven. And also, he, most of the time, we're going to cut ourselves out and put the actual lines in. So you're just getting the audio feed of a community episode. Uh-huh. And then we get sued. And then and we then, get sued. Because uh-huh. that's not fair use. Uh, but before we get sued, let's talk about... Grades. I really like this episode. I, uh, I mean, some of the casual racism aside... <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a lot of that, my dude. No, that's fair. Um, I think this is a very funny episode, and I think it actually gives Pierce something interesting to do. 
which is interest, which is an interesting thing in, in general. Um, I know that we are not huge fans of Pierce, but I think his performance, uh, the Chevy Chase's performance here is pretty good. Oh yeah. No, it's a, it's a very good, um, I mean, yes, Pierce has his problems, but it, it's a very good Pierce episode. Yes. And I, I think, I think everything is pretty well crafted. Um, and I, I honestly, I'm, I'm trying to find problems with it and I'm just not, um, I don't think it's, it's not the top of the top, but it is, it shows what community at its best can do. And I think there's, there's improvement and there's like small things that it probably, that I know that they fix and keep moving forward and make it more meta and stuff like that in the future. But it's a really good episode. I really enjoyed watching it today. So I'm going to give it an A. Okay. Um, so honestly, I was not looking forward to watching this one because um, I don't tend to think, I, like when I'm thinking about community episodes, I don't tend to think of this one particularly fondly. Okay. Not that I have anything against it, but I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's probably going to be like a C uh, when I was watching it, I was like, no, actually, there is a lot to enjoy in this one. I I mean, I think my biggest complaint with this episode is that Jeff trying to score with his statistics professor is not a plot that I particularly care about. Sure. I Even mean, it's hard to argue with. Like, you know, they they are approximately the same age and, you know, it's not that weird i suppose um but also like jeff trying to score is not um by any means my favorite part of community so that's fair so that that whole plot i'm like yeah whatever it's fine and i tend to think about that with this episode sure but kind of like last week we were talking about how usually it's like one person gets kind of left out like abed laid low last week right this is actually an episode, like everybody gets their moments. Abed gets his moment. Troy gets his moment. Uh, Shirley gets a lot of like emotional mm-hmm. moments. Britta, like everyone has has stuff going on. Uh, and so that's that's fun. And yeah, I think there's actually a lot of stuff to like about this. It's just that main plot that I'm like, it, in my head, it sours it more than okay. it really does. That's fair enough. I would say this is a good like B plus episode. Okay. Um. It's enjoyable. We want to know what you think about this episode <laughs> or about um, the Beastmaster. The be- have you seen the 1982 film The Beastmaster? I think it's just called Beastmaster. I don't think it's the where Pierce is the Beastmaster. Right. Um, have you ever exchanged drugs with a stranger in a bathroom? Um, if so, are you still alive to talk to us? Um, or are you a ghost? Uh-huh. What do you think about Netflix and Gaspacho? <laughs> yeah, we want to know all those things and more. You can send us a tweet at Good Greendale. You can find our contact form at goodmorninggreendale.com. We are also on Patreon if you feel like this show we just did deserves your money. Uh we, we do actually have a new patron this week. Uh so thank you to Christoph Nixa. Well, thank you. Um, Thank you very much for becoming a supporter of Good Morning Greendale. Uh, And for those of you who, for whatever reason, uh, choose not to give us money, that is totally cool. Because We we appreciate you all the same. You listened to the end of this nonsense, so we appreciate that. Thank you so much.
And I think that's going to do it for us this week. I should hope so. I have nothing else to add. Uh, We've added too much. So until next time, I'm Batman. And I'm Batman. I wish you luck. (laughs) So dumb.